Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And today we are diving into the bonkers world of Forget Me Not Bombshell by Caroline Peckham and Susan Valenti. I hope I said that right. (laughs) Sure. Okay. (laughs) Well. (laughs) I've never heard their names pronounced, so I'm. Okay. If um, the lovely ladies are listening and uh, we butchered your names. Aha! Get it? Get it? Get it? <laughs> I got it. Um, you are slap happy tonight. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a ride, folks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, if we have uh, butchered your names or one of your names. Please reach out to us and let us know because um, that goes for anybody that we talk about on this podcast. Because <laughs> I try, I um, try to be very thoughtful. We do our best. We do our best, but we are just two slap happy girls. So, <laughs> well, what did you think? I liked it overall. I did. You know that the, these why choose reverse harem situations are really not my thing. Yeah. And it's not my thing. Okay. However, I did find it delightful. It was funny as fuck, which Wasn't I, it? yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> I still, okay. The one thing I had, and it is, it is a me thing. Okay. It is a me as a Russian speaking human being who was brought up in the Soviet world. She was supposed to be this gangster mobster's daughter from from russia mm-hmm. and her name was anya natalia volkov now to you that sounds very russian right sure so anya's correct but russian people as a general rule especially especially those who are like old school russian which i'm assuming she well her father would have been because he's like a russian gangster um, they don't have middle names. So they have patronic patronymics. So she would have been, I don't, did they ever say what her father's name was? I don't think so. I don't think they ever said what her, her father's uh, first name was, but let's just say his first name was Alexander. Then she would have been Anya Alexandrovna Volkova because she's a lady and, and it, the lady's last names ended in A. <laughs> I know it's a lot of rules. Okay, it's a lot of rules. I can... <laughs> we're already off onto a cultural history, like, 
tangent and lesson and i don't think anybody really cares um i'm gonna forgive it because she was from america so maybe they americanized her name but either way she would not have a middle name so <laughs> the end my end of rant <laughs> i love this book but no it was fun i like i i could see why i could see why as i was reading it it has all of the action all of the humor the sex is hot I mean, it just, it clicks all my buttons. There would be more sex. Not that there wasn't um, a decent amount, but for the amount of wee-wees that were involved, <laughs> I was I was thinking there was going to be more. <laughs> um, and you told me there were three and a half wee-wees. That was my bad. I thought that the twin switch happens later in the book uh-huh so she and danny had had sex before she before it switched over okay to being benny i wasn't sure if you were including the czar but i was like she never had sex with him she just <laughs> she just dominated the fuck out of him yeah i was i was all for it, it that was a fun like scene to to read the the few times that she, she interacted with him but yeah, I was like three and a half. I was like raking my brain and was like, where's this half wee-wee? <laughs> that was my bad. It's fine. It's fine. Um uh it it was a good book. It was long. It was a very long book. Yes. I was like, okay, I think I'm done. And then I would turn and it'd be another chapter. And I'm like, Jesus, like <laughs> there's a lot in it. There's a lot of plot. A lot of plot. See, I'm your plot girl. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I enjoyed it. I did. Um, and I listened to a lot of it on audio. And the audio was fun. But I, again, I think it's a me thing uh, as a Northeastern um, native of the United States. I, I had to listen to it at like time and a half because they just spoke so slowly. <laughs> it's like just... I, I think it's just a me thing, for sure. It was still very good. Um, I There are more books after this, right? Well, there are six in total, and there's only one more that comes after this. Okay. But you can really pretty much read them in any order. Is it like all the, the families? Okay, stories? Each of the six mafia families mm -hmm. has a has the bride swap are they all white shoes they are interesting very interesting and i would say that five out of the six books are absolutely fantastic there was one i didn't care for and i'm not going to say which one but it just and it wasn't bad it just wasn't up to par with the others are they all written by the same authors nope Different authors for each book. Okay. I see. I like that collaboration. I've seen that done before. I I really enjoy that. Yeah. Fun. Shall we get into the book? Let's go. I mean, we kind of already a little started, but it was... Okay. My favorite character. You want to guess who my favorite character was? Church. No? No. Who? I, I liked him. Come on, you know me. Benny. 
Danny. He can't be your favorite because he's my favorite. No. <laughs> Does Danny ever get a book? Not that I'm aware of. They talk about it a little bit at the end in the author's note about you know how some people are, are wanting a redemption arc, but they just don't see it. Okay. But is Danny not one of the best bad guys that we have come across? Yeah, I loved him. I loved his chapters probably the most out of all of the chapters. I really enjoyed his part about how he was really fucked up. I mean, you know me, I like a fuck up guy. I could see him like turning and becoming obsessed with some lady and there goes his whole world, you know? I can see the obsession, but I don't think you can get rid of the the, the bloodthirst. I don't. I'm not trying to get rid of the bloodthirst. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that said, lady might appreciate it. He just needs somebody who's into blood play. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. For those of you who haven't read it, the basic you're lost. premise. Huh? I said they're lost. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> um, the basic premise for the whole series is that there are six mafia families that all come together to create a truce so that that way they're not killing each other out, killing each other off. If they want to continue to, to thrive and make money in their criminal empires, they have to stop fighting each other. So... Each of the guys in charge of the mafia, of each empire, writes their daughter's name down. They all throw it in a hat. And then they pick a name, and that daughter is going to marry their son. So it's it's all an arranged marriage, and nobody is happy about it. No. Because you're literally sending your family to... The enemy. Your world's, yeah, like your worst nightmare. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the aunt, like Anya's character. I liked how feisty she was, mm -hmm. even though I found her a little bit too stupid to live during some parts of the book. But I think that was just because she was so stubborn, yeah. right? Like a lot of the times I was just like, like about the the clothes especially i'm like just put on whatever they're giving you like who really cares <laughs> at this point you think this man is about to murder you right you just yeah. want to lay low kind of until you get um some sort of weapon or, or i mean i like that she kept trying to kill him <laughs> yeah so um we we the book starts with that epilogue right where where the the hat was passed around and they each picked a person um and then they picked this russian lady and it was always said that benny was going to marry the girl right so because he's technically the head he's technically the head yeah because his brother's head is not right <laughs> they're twins and i think the original intention was that they would rule together mm -hmm. but it didn't work out that way because Danny set up his brother to go to jail. Yeah. And he took over the, the empire. Yeah. He set his brother to jail 
um, almost because he was feeling jealous. Yeah. And he was trying to punish him. He wasn't. The thing is, like, I always thought, oh, my God, this man's going to kill him. I thought it, when they were in Bermuda doing that little stint in the very beginning, I thought, oh, like, I could see him trying to one up his brother and like trying to kill him. But obviously, as you read the book, you figured, oh, no, no, this man will never kill him. He'll never hurt Benny. Yeah. Oh, he will hurt Benny, but he won't kill Benny. Physically hurt Benny. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um. So when the book really started and Anya is on her way to the to Great Britain from Las Vegas, being a Russian mafia f- I don't I don't understand why she was from Las Vegas, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um romance reasons. Will, yeah, romance reasons and Russians live everywhere, right? So um she's on the way to the wedding and she has this thing with music, which I loved the whole music theme throughout the whole book. I thought it was fabulous. Yeah. Um and then they they show up and she's marrying Danny. And I was like, what's happening? What happened to Benny? Yeah. <laughs> um, I also was a little confused. I mean, uh, Church picked her up from the airport in his tiny little Mini Cooper. Britannia. Which I'm like, how does that giant man fit in the Mini Cooper is what I want to know. Because <laughs> the three of them were described to be giant. Like yeah. big, muscular, scary mafiosos. The, the, as they should be. Uh, no points taken. Like this is exactly what I signed up for here. Um, but I was like, how does that man? Because she she noted that her bodyguard, Adric, was not going to fit in the Mini Cooper. Which they her brothers fucked her over. I was Because they told her, there's a plan in place. Don't worry. Just go over there marry the guy in a couple of weeks we'll have you out adric will be here with you her bodyguard but they just lied to her because they knew that she wasn't gonna go willingly because she's a feisty little beast yeah and when she finds out that they basically betrayed her she is not a happy camper Mm -mm. and at that point she's like all right well i was gonna i was planning on killing this fucker myself anyway but I was hoping to have somebody there to help me escape. Now it's all on me. And from. Then Church throws out her bag. Yeah. No, he runs over her he bag. He runs over her bag, her, her suitcase with all of her possessions, including the knife that she, the knife set that she was planning on using. And he just runs it over, leaving her with nothing. Yep. Another very important set of things were in there. Her charger cable for her headphones. Yes. Was that story that Church came up with not the funniest shit? It was so hysterical. And how she was like, well, I'm just getting back at you for your Hugh Cloud porn situation that you made me do. Yeah. <laughs> so it, funny. I mean, I was like, wow. Yeah. But anyway, so... Benny breaks out. Of, well, he gets out of prison early uh, and he ends up marrying Anya, but not before Danny gets his hands on her, 
literally i i was all for this by the way because i was like oh i guess this the story is between danny and anya because <laughs> you know me and my branding scenes yeah <laughs> i was excited about it but then also horrified because there was no orgasm involved yeah he just pushes her over and bam bam thank you ma'am yeah and then he puts a collar on her again he had he had all the all the signs of being the hero of a dark romance. <laughs> but there were some things missing. <laughs> like the orgasms. <laughs> I honestly thought Benny was a little too nice, if I'm gonna be frank with you. Why do you think that? Because Besides the very first time that they had sex, like the very, very first time where he like, it was definitely, it was definitely a dub con situation because she was still for it, but obviously she hated him because she thought he had just put a collar on her and branded her and treat and put her head in the toilet. Yeah. Like that was, that was a little too far for me. I was like, when he put her head in the toilet, I was like, I don't think she got end up with this guy. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I know Tori's into some shit, but I don't, I don't think she's going to end up with this guy. <laughs> I love that your first thought was was that I'm into, that, it, that, that it's, you know, hard to tell what I'm into. <laughs> I know you very well. I know you like the branding. I know you like the collaring. I was like, we're on board. We're on board. Oh, no, we are. We have, we have turned the wrong way. <laughs> Um, um, I don't remember what I was trying to say. Benny was too nice. Oh, yeah. I thought he was too nice. I mean, I get it. He's the, he was very devoted, but he was such a pushover in a way, you know, like. I felt bad for him because her and her his friends just walked all over him because. They're OK, let's get this out of the way. There was cheating in this book. Yeah. Two two cheatings. Two cheatings. Some people might not consider it cheating because they're members of the harem that ends up forming. But she was married. She had sex with someone else who was not her husband behind his back. Yes. I consider it cheating because, yes, they will eventually become a member of the harem. But they were not beforehand. And she did not clear it with him to begin with. It was definitely like, you know. Yeah. So, and he wasn't happy about it when he found out at first. Like, he got over it. But he beat the shit out of those two. Because yeah. of it. Um, which I understand. Especially this is just the way that they work things out, apparently. But, um, yeah, it was definitely cheating. Because they were in a, a relationship. And he clearly was possessive of her. She knew that he would not, especially that first time, she knew that he would not be a, a fan of her hooking up with anybody else. Oh, yeah. She was absolutely horrified that Church was going to tell him. Yeah. He's like, you're, you're, you're going to tell him? And he's like, well, yeah, I'm not going to fuck around on my best mate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was definitely cheating. Um. And I just felt bad. Like, that's why I felt bad for Benny because 
She did it the first time, and then she just assumed he would be okay with it the second time. <laughs> like, at least, at, and he, again, and then he put down the rules of, okay, fine, you you can fuck around, you can have sex with these people, but I have to be in, like, I have to be there. And then they, they all fucking didn't listen. <laughs> and then... He put down more rules. He was like, all right, fine. Just, I, I give up. Just fuck whenever you want. But I need to be the one to get her pregnant for this whole mafia thing. This is not even his, um, not because of him, but because of this mafia situation. He needed to be the father of the baby. And they, the fuckers just couldn't put a condom on. They couldn't pull out. I mean, also, okay, here, here's me going on my, off on my tangent. She goes on that whole tangent about how she didn't want to have a baby with him. She doesn't want to be tethered down. She doesn't want to be forced to be a baby mama. This girl is fucking everything that moves without a condom. Yep. How concerned could you be about becoming pregnant? And yes, technically the first couple of times that they were like doing things like they pulled out. But that doesn't mean anything. People yeah. have gotten pregnant from pre-cum and other shit. Yeah. They're still coming in that general area, too, by the way. I, I don't think there was any... I mean, and we find out by the end of the book that they have seven kids. So, it, obviously, she's not terribly against child children. So many children. So many. I was like, wait, how... I just kept counting as they kept naming. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, anyway, so that's why I just thought, I thought he was too nice. He let her kind of walk all over him. And yes, he was possessive of her, but I don't know. I just feel like, and he was like, all right, like I won't have sex with her. I hate that. I, I know a lot of like romance. This is not against the authors because a lot, this is a lot of people's like catnip. They, they love this kind of shit that he was like, I'm going to, do everything to her but have sex with her until she's begging me I'm like no dude just fucking you know you want to just do it <laughs> what kind of badass mafia boss are you i'm gonna ask him for consent constantly <laughs> you say consent like it's a dirty word it is in a dark mafia romance <laughs> um well, I'm going to, to swing a different way here okay. because one of the things that I liked best about this book is the prose. It is beautifully written. You know, as Anya is taking in the sights of London mm -hmm. and the just let me see if I can find it. My lips had parted and my heart was was rioting to a beat that begged to be answered. His words made me ache to know every piece of this merciless world he described. It was the feeling I had when my music was playing and everything seemed just right. Because I may have been raised in the sun in a city that never slept, but it had never felt like home. Las Vegas was a city where a person could be made or destroyed every spin of the roulette wheel deciding the fates of men. It was a playground of sin and the devil slept in its doorways, hunting for new victims night after night. 
But all the glitz of the hotels and high-rises cast giant shadows over the victims of that place like gods standing atop a mountain of fallen warriors. The rich did rise, but hell did the poor fall deep. London didn't hide its savagery. It wore it like battle scars. Every street steeped in history and blood. The Tower of London was a monument of death and chaos, and it stood as proudly on the banks of the River Thames as it had for nearly a thousand years, with no attempt to hide the cruelty which had lived within it. The truth of this place lay in plain sight, and I had known so little of that growing up in a city which promised you that your wildest dreams could be granted at the throw of a dice. Okay, now I'm just to interject, dice bothered me. It's either a die or throw of <laughs> dice. But you can't have a dice. Um, no, it was beautiful. It was really, really beautifully written. I I have a soft spot for London. Mm. Um, I I have been there several times. And I remember my first trip and how just incredibly awed I was by everything. Mm-hmm. And the the history and the the fact that they had buildings that were older than our country. Yeah. You know, so I, I really appreciated that from Anya's standpoint, um, just her reverence for where she was and how much she enjoyed it. Yeah. I love that. There's, I think there's a saying that it's like, I, I please don't quote me cause I'm going to butcher it, but it's like Americans don't know what old is because our country is so young, yeah. but Europeans don't know what how far is because their countries are so small. Like in consideration, right, America, like you can probably put all of Britain in, pretty much in Texas, I think. Oh, yeah. So um, it's it's just uh, I, I love I that's another thing I loved about the book is how they just kept missing all the like the little quirks and like speech uh what's that word idioms idioms yeah i guess idioms um or just like just the different words that like meant things that time that they were having sex the the two the 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 three of them without um benny and she kept asking him for chips and he's like i'm cooking that girl <laughs> she's like but why do you cook chips <laughs> I was like, it's, and then I like that Frank knew, and he just like waited until the very end to be like, this is what everybody means. Um, like what it, I, I loved that. I loved the miscommunication of it all because I was right there with her. I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? There were some things that I even I had to Google. I I had to Google almost all of it. I was like, what the fuck does that like any of it mean? I stopped highlighting because I was like, I forget it i'm just gonna highlight every other word then um but i mean it was hot okay i'm gonna tell you the the my one of my favorite sex scenes was actually in the very beginning in the in the car with the big poofy wedding dress yes yes that was fucking hot when she's trying she's like all right i'm gonna let him eat a map eat me out because why not but like i was like i'm taking one for the team because i'm really just trying to reach the knife that's in his jacket then she just never gets it because 
She gets distracted. Well, she gets distracted because Church is watching. Church is driving this little Mini Cooper that she and her big poofy wedding dress is in with it thrown up to up to her head while yeah Benny goes down on her. And Church is watching in the rearview mirror, and she just thinks that's hot. And then he grabs her hand. Church grabs her hand, and then she comes and because she's touching abs. I mean. Girl, same. I, <laughs> yes, we feel you. <laughs> and she just keeps, um, uh, being so hard on herself and like in her brain, being like, "You're so fucking stupid. How do you keep getting distracted by Dick? <laughs> like you're trying to kill him, not fuck him." Um, the 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 fun sayings of how she like kept arguing with her clit because it kept getting tingly at the wrong spots. <laughs> uh, again, I could relate. I really could relate to Anya a lot a lot of the times. I could too, and I think that's why I liked her. Um, I do have a question for you. Okay. What did you think about Dylan? Loved him. Loved Dylan. Why are you looking like that? (laughs) (laughs) It is very cliche in romance novels that there is a gay male makeover. Uh Uh-huh. Is it? This is the first time I've seen one. I've read it in, in quite a few books. Okay. It could have, it was cliche, sure. But I also loved how badass he was. Oh, yeah. Because he was like, and, and he was like, honey, I'll clean this shit up, but you pay in me. I also liked they kept calling them bakers. Is there, is there any reason they kept calling them bakers, the, the cleanup crew? The, um, have you ever heard the nursery rhyme, the butcher, the baker, and candlestick maker? No. It's a, let me find the actual whole, the actual thing. There's is that where a, the candlestick, the candlestick maker came from too? Mm-hmm. The can't, can't, okay. Because they had the butcher and <gasps> oh, the baker and he came in and decided he was going to be the candlestick maker to show his superiority and that he is on the same playing field. Oh, see, this is like an American thing or an English thing. I, I've never heard of this thing before. This is where our cultural differences come into play so was his last name really butcher then yes okay let's see um hey rub-a-dub hey rub-a-dub ho rub-a-dub three maids in a tub and who do you think were there the butcher the baker the candlestick maker and all of them going to the fair i have never heard that before um it goes back to like the, according to Google, to the 14th century. Mm. Okay. Um, but I'm assuming that Baker was Dylan's last name. Really? Because yeah, were... all the cleanup people were bakers. Yeah, but you call all of, all of Betty's boys part of the butcher boys okay okay i see i see all right cool yeah okay 
I don't know. I love I love me a gay character. So I guess you can see how it was cliche, but I was all for it. I think he I mean, I think the character was very well done. Mm -hmm. um, he rode that line between total badass and total softy. Yeah, really very well. I also think I'm just looking for my own gay fairy gap godmother. So whenever I see one out in anywhere, I just gravitate towards them. <laughs> um. So yeah, I yeah again I can see why it could technically be cliche or whatever, but I mean it works. It works for a reason. And so I'm not complaining. I just have noticed. I just had noticed it. Again, I don't think I've ever read one before. The only gay character, like side character, I can kind of remember. Again, I might. This is the first one that I've read that is like a cliche, to be honest with you. Because in, actually, if, if you're a part of the Patreon, <laughs> you will hear about one of my side gay characters coming up. Um, but in the In Flight series that I was mm -hmm. telling you about, the the Dark Billionaire series, the main character's best friend is a gay man. But he is like the most masculine, like he's a, he is a, um, what's it called? A flight attendant but she, so she like they work together i think mm -hmm. i guess that's the only i guess quote unquote like gay thing because a lot of stereotypical masculine men are not flight attendants so he is a flight attendant and that's i guess the most feminine thing about him um because the being a flight attendant as a cultural whether we agree or not is looked upon as a more feminine job um but he is, like I said, very manly. He's he knows how to fight. He knows how to defend himself, and he's he's just like this big burly guy who happens to be gay. So he's not stereotypical from what I can remember from when I read the book. Um, and the other gay character I can recall is. Uh, and twist me the doctor who is this like just the doctor poor guy <laughs> poor poor guy yeah uh so I guess it just depends on you know what you read but you'll also read a lot more than I do that's true so I also have a shit memory so maybe I'm just forgetting <laughs> so Hang on, now I'm getting hot. I told you this is going to happen. That looks so warm and cuddly, though. It was. It is. I love it. This is my Omega sweatshirt. Ah. It's like this fleecy pink thick material. Mm -hmm. And I love it. It's got like a long zipper guy. It's oversized. Uh, it, it is also the middle of June, though. So <laughs> We haven't really talked about Frank. Yeah, let's talk about Frank. Of course, it had to be done that his arch nemesis was Anya's brother. 
Yeah, for a good reason. The man tortured him for weeks. Uh, he carved a bee. The family crest. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of carving. That's a lot of carving. And it just so happened that he got out. Like, he was going to kill him, for sure. Oh, absolutely. So, that's going to be a fun family reunion. <laughs> I think you see that in the next book. Yeah. They have a, a little ending where you see various people, you know, families getting together. Okay. So. I liked Frank. Mm-hmm. But I would have liked to have seen more of him taking his anger out on her brother, on Anya. Yeah. Because he was all said, he was very kind to her. Probably the nicest out of the three of them. Yeah. Right? And I, I actually, he was, he was probably my favorite um, of the the harem guys because he was he was real unhappy about sharing yes he was like no i i don't know if i can watch you with these guys and then i think church was like well you should really try it because i thought i wasn't gonna like it and i loved it yeah no benny was one who said that <laughs> or was it benny? Benny okay. was like i wasn't sure i didn't think i could stand it either without killing you but yeah i enjoyed it what i enjoyed is that the promise of the premise was true. Like there were a couple of group scenes where all four of them were together. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't like if if I'm gonna read a reverse harem, I'm gonna need at least a, at least a couple of those scenes, not just one, bitches. I need a couple, <laughs> and I got that here, which I liked. Um, yeah, Frank was he was I of course you knew exactly who was gonna be in the harem because. The moment she saw each of them, she was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that the twins thing didn't work in um the like the romance twins thing didn't come in to play where she could tell them apart. Because in a lot of books where the hero is a twin, the only person that can tell them apart is the heroine. But she had never met Danny or Benny. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> she had no frame of reference. So. Yes, but she had the magical vagina. Should have known. <laughs> it should have tickled for one and not the other. I don't think it tickled for Danny. <laughs> um, yeah. That was, I mean, it was... There's a like I said, uh, there's a lot to talk about this book. We almost should have done like a part one, two, and three because I don't know if we can fit everything into this episode unless we talk for four hours straight. <laughs> Mama ain't up for that. No, same. <laughs> it isn't ten thirty, so we'll hit the highlights. What was your favorite part of the book? The end. Should I ask you what was your favorite? The end. Which end? Benny going to see Danny in the institution. Oh, yes. Because this is one of the very few mafia books where the hero doesn't kill the bad guy. Mm. 
the villain is alive at the end of the book, stuck in an institution, waiting on his brother. Danny was such a complicated character. Yeah. I think that he, I mean, hands down, he he is the complicated one out of the group. Yeah. And he's living in hope that Danny is going to spring him because they're better together and they only need each other. So I just, I thought it was really appropriate justice. Mm -hmm. And I liked that. Yes, but that's also why I thought maybe he was going to get a book because I was like, well, he's not dead. Maybe he'll fall in love with a nurse. Um, because I'm not gonna lie to you, I did not read the author's afterword thing. Um, but what was your favorite sex scene? Oh, um, I told you which one mine was. Um, it was between Benny and Anya, mm-hmm. and it is where he's like if you feel if you need to hurt me then hurt me oh that was fun yeah and so she hits him and he's like okay no do it right or don't do it at all and her basically beating him beating on him led to and it's some incredible sex Mm -hmm. i think that was probably my favorite that was fun I liked also the one with the candle. That was a good one. Yeah. Like some wax play. Yeah. And she, I liked it because it was almost like a truce and like a start over for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I think that was after, after he found out about church, right? Or was that about, yeah, I think that was after church. So he took her to like a castle or something, which, all right, that's hot too. And then <laughs> it was really cold. So they had to body heat warm up each other. Um, yeah, that was just fun because it was like a power play. Like she got to be the top, mm-hmm. even though, you know, he was the one in control the whole time. So that was fun to to read about. But the the my first the first one was my favorite with the the car. Also because she was really trying not to come. She was trying so hard. <laughs> so hard. Just, like not happening. Um What else can we talk about during, about this book? I mean, there's so much happening. In this I book. also I also liked the scene where they went to the open mic night. Yes. And we got to see Frank sing. Frank sings and he puts her on the amplifier and she comes from the vibrations. That reminded me of Howard Stern. <laughs> I wonder if why. How do you, where's the connection there? Oh, you are not a Howard Stern fan, my friend, are you? No. Oh. All right. Howard Stern is very famous for in the eighties. Some lady called into his show, and she was like, "Ooh, I'm so hot, and I love the sound of your voice." So he had her sit on her amplifier and he made some sounds with his voice and like, cause he has a really deep voice Okay, and it like resonated with and vibrated the, and she came. 
on the on the radio. Fascinating. What? That's why I mean. I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if they're Howard Stern fans. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're so disappointed in me. I'm not. I love Howard Stern, by the way. So if anybody wants to geek out about Howard Stern with me, let me know. I liked that she had guilt over cheating. Well, she should. But then she said she wasn't sorry, so I don't know how that makes she sense. She said she wasn't sorry, but she says, I... I'd never chosen to be Danny Butcher's wife, so I certainly had never chosen to be a faithful wife. But even as I thought those thoughts, guilt did find me. Just a little, a tiny morsel of a crumb. But it was enough to make me wonder whether Danny might be hurting over this right now. I liked that Benny kept asking her not to call him Danny. And then she just kept calling him Danny. <laughs> Well, can you imagine how horrible it would be to be having sex with your wife and her hollering another man's name, even though she thinks that's you? Yeah. That would have to be demoralizing. Yeah. That's why I think Benny is ultimately a cock. He is. The other thing, the other point I was going to say, why is he so nice? Again, he, like, made this whole choice of, like, we need to have a baby for the mafia. And then she was like, I'm not going to have a baby. And he wasn't, like, too fucking bad. We're having a baby. He was like, okay, honey, we'll wait. I can see that. No, bitch. You have that damn baby. Danny had a lot of guilt over what happened to Ollie. Over not controlling his brother. Yeah. Um... Over the falling out with Frank. I think that he maybe just didn't want to add to what he was already, the load he was already carrying. I mean, I think that, but also he was just so smitten with her. He kept saying, like, I will give you the world. Like, I will do anything for you. I will deny you nothing. Yeah. And she kept putting that back on him, on him especially with her two other lovers, because... She was like, but you said I could have whoever, whatever I wanted, and I want this. So I'm glad that they found happiness together. Seven children is far too many children. Um, <clears throat> poor guy finally got his heir, though. Can we talk about how funny it is that Church was not uh, British at all? <laughs> he was German. <laughs> so for those of you who haven't read along, Church... His actual name was Jeffrey, mm -hmm. which for some reason entertains the snot out of me. <laughs> but everybody calls him Church because his mother told him that he was a descendant on his father's side from Winston Churchill. So he has this all puffed up ego because he's related to Winston Churchill and he was the man. And... Then at near the end, they decided to do a DNA test on um, on him to for his birthday, so they could show him the results. And it turns out that he wasn't he was descended from from Germans. Yeah, <laughs> and they swore they would never tell him. Yeah, and then Benny did yell at it at him, 
at him at the end because he was so mad. But he's like, you take that back. Well, yeah, Benny thought the twins were his. Yeah. So when Church pulls out the paternity papers and says, no, these these babies are mine. They look just like Winston Churchill. And Benny's like, (laughs) all babies look like Winston Churchill in the beginning, you idiot. (laughs) This book was so funny. I love the sarcasm of all the characters. And... Um. Yeah, no, that's it. I just it was fucking hysterical. The humor and the banter is a trademark of these authors. Mm. I I will tell you that they are two of my favorite authors. I have read pretty much everything they've written. Yeah. Um, and so I I really enjoy their humor, and you can find it in all of the books, all of the series. It's all there. What scale on darkness do you think this book is? How dark did you find it? About a three out of five. Yeah. Kind of middle of the road. Yeah, I was going to say It had some dark moments, but the humor lightened it a lot. Yeah, I think over, and you needed the humor, but, and I really enjoyed it, but I didn't find this book to be very dark. It, uh, definitely not light for sure, but it was definitely on the light gray scale. Yeah. Um. Oh, I knew about that duck immediately, by the way. The crystal duck. Uh-huh. I don't know if this is something I just recently found out is that people with ADHD, a lot of times they see plot points <laughs> before they happen. And so when that duck appeared, I was like, that duck is important. Yep. Because uh, if it's not important, they're not going to mention it. Yeah. And then when they said that the guy had misplaced something important, I was like, it's the fucking duck. <laughs> Another thing I really enjoyed was them getting that duck back with the little old lady and the tea party and the, the cat shit. And the cleaning. <laughs> and yeah. 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 I and I love the fact that they got it. They pulled it over on the czar. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only is he paying the twenty million or whatever that he's paying for the five. It was five. I think it was no, five but there, he was paying a much larger sum for the building that the construction company was doing. Oh yeah. Um, but then they milked him for another five mm-hmm. to get the duck back. Yep. And then he gets the duck back, and they switch out the diamond for glass. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm putting this thing in a vault, never taking it out again. They're like, good. And I loved that they went after him at the yes. end. Mm-hmm. I loved the poacher scene, too, when they killed the punk. Because they went hunting, and I was like. For her honeymoon. The safari. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, at first, I was like, this is not on brand. Why are they hunting? Because I saw an elephant there. But then they were hunting the poachers. But remember, she said that, that that might be a nice honeymoon um, during the auction because somebody auctioned off a an ivory horn. Yes. yes. And she's like, you know, those fuckers should die. That would be a good wedding. That would be a good honeymoon trip. But they took a pregnant lady to the safari. I was mortified. <laughs> 
I was like, church. I was like, there's absolutely no fucking way am I going to a safari, especially when I'm pregnant. Fuck that. Well, she wasn't she wasn't that far along, I don't think. That's even worse, some people. Really? Yeah. I would think you would be more uncomfortable in the later stages. All right. As somebody who has been through this twice. I've never I've never been through it, so I don't know. It's for me, the first trimester and the last trimester were the worst. The first trimester, you are exhausted. I have never been that fucking tired my entire life. I went to work, came home at like five o'clock, passed the fuck out. Like I was so tired the whole day, passed the fuck out. Mr. Savage would come home around six. He would cook dinner. He would wake me up. I would eat dinner and pass back out at like, I don't know, 730 and then sleep until like 830 the next day. Wake up tired. You're nauseous the whole fucking time, at least for me. I was nauseous and dry heaving most of my <laughs> first trimester. Um, so, yeah, some people don't, don't feel anything. But I, get, I, hope, I guess she was a, of course, she was a fucking beautiful pregnancy lady. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I Well, she must have had great pregnancies because she had seven fucking kids. Yeah. I had two for a reason. I hate it. I hated every fucking minute of pregnancy. I'm not even saying that as a joke. I've had a lot. I've heard a lot of people say that. I've had really. We're gonna get. But you had you had a lot of complications. I did. I had horrible pregnancies. I had high high risk pregnancies. Um, in the third trimester, I had something called cholestasis of pregnancy, which is really rare. Um, it is where your gallbladder makes too much bile and your liver can't process all of it so your hormone levels like reach a crazy amount because there's so much bile and like my eyes turned yellow like the whites of my eyes turned yellow from all the belly rubin mm-hmm. um you get really itchy your entire body especially the palms of your hands and the bottoms of your feet your legs I looked like a wild animal had clawed at me because I was scratching so hard all the time. Um, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> it's it's lovely. And it's really dangerous for you and the baby. So um, I will never be doing that again. I had a baby and then I did not want to have another baby. And then um, Mr. Savage convinced me. to. I love my second child. Please don't let anybody say anything, but... Um, I really, really didn't think I would have a second child. And then COVID happened and we were alone and we were watching our poor older daughter all alone. Like she had no friends to play with because she was used to going to daycare. Mm -hmm. And I just felt really sad for her. And Mr. Savage took that opportunity to get me drunk on wine and we had another baby. Um, So we did have a conversation about it. So it's not as much as I love forced pregnancy. It was not. Okay. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, I hated every minute of pregnancies, so I would not be caught dead in a safari. I also would not be caught dead in a safari, like not pregnant. So I I would not personally enjoy it. No. Um yeah, no, I just I don't like to be outside. Same. I don't want to be in the sun because I have church's constitution and I turn beet red, I blister, I peel, and then I go back to deadly white. Me too. <laughs> it's the Russian skin. It doesn't like, doesn't like the sun. <laughs> and I am part Greek, part Georgian, part Armenian. All three of those ethnicities tan beautifully. My father gets mistaken for Hispanic people, like come up to him all the time. So they're speaking Spanish because he looks so dark in the summer. He look he looks like he could be Hispanic. Um, but I got my mother's Russian skin, so Irish and Scottish. Yeah, no, you're you're screwed, girl. You're screwed on yeah. both. Yeah, pretty much. No, but that's what I mean. Like I have the potential in my genetics. But that's not what my genetics chose to be. Yeah, I, and it's been that way all my life. I, and it doesn't matter how much sunscreen I slather. Yep. It, it's, I'm going to burn and blister and peel. Yeah. So I just avoid the sun. I, I like to stay, and I, I don't like to be uncomfortable. I don't, you know, I, a safari and I would just not get along. No, I, look, I, I agree. I'm a, I'm a glamping kind of girl. If we're going to do anything outside, there needs to be like a legitimate cabin where I can go pee and take a shower and sleep inside. Yes. I went camping once. Once. As a child, I loved to camp. It was some of the best memories of my childhood was I would spend two to three weeks with my grandparents camping and my aunt and uncle and their daughter who is maybe two years younger than I am. We're, we're approximately the same age. Um, And they would go camping and we would, they would get spots together. And so my cousin and I got to hang out and watch all the boys and have all the girl talk and it was before I realized I I don't like the sun when I had the opportunity to make choices of my own I decided that that was yeah Mr. Savage loves camping and he has threatened me multiple times and I have threatened divorce so (laughs) he said he would just take our kids and I was like go have fun um mama will stay home i will enjoy (laughs) oh no i get to stay home and read books how shall i ever get over this like tonight mr savage went um to watch a movie and i mean it's fine have a great time because i have i have you as my date for tonight uh i have my kids are asleep thank god let's just keep them that way and i get to like just hang out read a book drink some wine and uh, take and go to sleep. I went for something harder today. I, I have rum and vanilla coke. Okay, I, it's in a, it's wine, in a glass. wine glass. Okay, because that was what was convenient. 
That's and fine. clean. And I didn't have to do dishes. <laughs> it's fine. It's just that it looks like red wine from from here. I'm just I'm just on red wine right at the moment because it's good for your heart. I'll just go with that. I've been a little stressed today. Mm-mm. Well, drink up. <laughs> well, I don't know what more we want to say on the book, but we have a really exciting announcement to make. Yes, we do. Trigger warning romance is official. I I think this makes us official. I think so. <laughs> I don't I don't really know what I thought official was. Uh but we are going to our very first romance conference. What would you say? What would you call it? Um, it's a dark romance author signing, I guess. Like a con- convention? convention? Yeah, I guess convention would be the right word. Um, Zoe Blake reached out to us uh, because she's a queen and for some reason thought of our little podcast to come to Authors After Midnight in October. So if you want to come meet us and hang out with us and get some things signed and just chat and have a good time. We will be in Fort Mills, South Carolina on October 7th. Yeah. And I am so excited. I am so excited. I get to meet you face to face. I was going to say, I'm so excited for lots of things, but the most exciting thing is that I get to see Tori's lovely, beautiful face in person and give her a hug. I know. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Like, it is official, official, guys. We have booked our flights. We have booked our hotel. We have booked our table situation. It's going. It's going down. Okay? We will be there. And we are really honored and thankful that Zoe has thought of us and that the authors have been so nice in including us in this. We're on the banner and everything, guys. I am, I'm kind of gobsmacked mm-hmm. to have been asked. Yeah. I mean, I I still have the mindset of nobody's going to listen to us besides our four friends. I don't I still don't think people listen. <laughs> Even though I have the evidence to say otherwise. (laughs) Yeah. I am. I can't believe this is where we've come so far. Like it's been. It'll be almost. It'll be two years in October, which is wild. Well, we didn't actually start recording until March. Okay, but still. But, but. Since we started, since the we we started talking and bouncing the idea around, it's been almost yeah. two years. It's been almost two years of knowing you, which is still weird because I feel like I've known you for like twelve. <laughs> it it feels like I've known you all my life. Yeah, it really does, though. You're my sister from another mama, for sure. Aw, I love you, Tori. I'm so excited to meet you. I can't wait. I I hope that I am not a horrible room sharer you'll be fine (laughs) uh we'll be drunk it'll be great (laughs) um let us tell you who else will be there because i'm baffled by the amount of amazing authors that are going to be at this 
convention. There are so many people, so many. Yes. So if I don't say your person that you're looking forward to, just go check the website. It's authorsaftermidnight.com. I'm just going to call out a few that stand out to me. Addison Kane. Okay. Addison Kane's going to be there. You guys know I talk about the Born to be Bound trilogy. Uh, trilogy. I don't even know what it is anymore. The Omegaverse series that opened my little smutty Omegaverse heart to all things Dark Omegaverse. The first one I ever read. Um, and I was hooked ever since. I'm re really excited about her. Also, Lexi C. Foss, who wrote yet another... I, can't, I mean, I can't. I can't say that these people have written... They've all written my favorite book, okay? I love I love all of them. They've all written incredible things. Yeah. Um, like we said, Zoe Blake is going to be there, which I can't believe. I get to see and hang out and hug Zoe Blake. Um, I'm going to have a hard time not fangirling. I'm going to fangirl all over the place, and we're supposed to be professional and shit. I know. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to manage that, because you and I and professional don't... <laughs> <laughs> We're just yeah. two girls getting drunk and talking. Yeah, like Misha Stone, Winter Page, Golden Angel. Atla Hensley. Yeah, like some Piper Stone. I, I don't, I can't, I can't go through this a lot. There's a lot of people who are going to be there. It's going to be very exciting. There's, there's over 40 authors. Yeah. And, and we're the only podcast, I should say. I feel honored. I am I am just thrilled. Yeah. So go buy your tickets before they sell out. If you want to come. A huge thank you to Zoe. Yes. For thinking of us. Mm -hmm. Because that was just that's that means a lot to me to us. It really does. Because getting that like message from her being like, hey, I have a proposition. And I'm like, all right, you want to send me a book? She's like, no, <laughs> there's a conference. You should come. Me? <laughs> like me and Tori? Like us two? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're really excited. Um, Harper is, Harper Jameson, she's also uh, an author, but she's the event host and she's been incredible in helping us because we don't know what the hell we're doing. This is our very first convention, and we got to order a bunch of shit. Because we got we got to be professional. I have been to a lot of conventions. I have never had a booth at a convention. I have never been to a convention. <laughs> I lied. I have been to one convention. Do you want to guess what it was? never guess i don't have a clue it was the sandy hurricane relief convention that okay for new jersey it was a porn convention <laughs> and um there were male strippers and female strippers. There were Sibians. There were, it was a wild convention. There were sex toys of all sorts. 
lingerie. Uh, we went. I went with two of uh, my very good friends, who were ladies. We weren't sure what to expect, but we had a good time. <laughs> Mr. Savage didn't want to go with me. Well, he probably wouldn't care about the male strippers. No, but there were like porn stars and stuff there too. You know, I don't know. I think Mr. Savage is. I told you, he won't. He doesn't want to talk to me about that stuff. He's very sheltered, or he thinks he's. He thinks I'm sheltered. I don't. I don't really know. But anyway, yeah, that's my very first convention ever. Well, I met Mr. Klein at a gaming convention. I know you go to conventions all the time. Um, as a matter of fact, Mr. Klein will be at our favorite gaming convention the weekend that we are going to be in South Carolina. Oh, you're skipping your I'm favorite game. Skipping. Oh. I am skipping our convention in order to come and be professional with you. Oh, now that's true love. It is. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. I also appreciate my uh, very good friend who has decided to come, by the way. Oh. Yeah, she bought her ticket. She was like, I'm coming. I was like, you are, I did not expect this, but okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, Um, her husband doesn't listen. I think she's trying to escape her husband and her baby for a little while. <laughs> gotcha. There's going to be a meet and greet on Friday. So please come. Once again, it's, uh, yes. And then the event itself is Saturday. I don't and Saturday night, um, they're going to a theme park. Scare. I know. Are we going? I don't we know. We haven't talked about it. I was going to um, say, should we buy tickets? We got to buy tickets if we're going. I am not particularly interested. I don't do haunted houses. As much fun as the sex scenes are in haunted houses, because we've had several of those that mm -hmm. were just, whew, I I punched somebody in the last time I went to a haunted house. Yeah, I'm a scaredy cat. I don't particularly like that stuff either. And I can't do any of the, I can't do the rides because they're my back. Mm. So I'm not terribly interested in in the scare ones. Okay, we'll see. We Maybe we'll talk and see what's going on. I don't know who's going. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm on the fence myself. Like, I'll just go and hang out with people, but I don't necessarily want to do a lot of the... I don't want to do the, the scary part. But I'll go eat, like, all the food. <laughs> like, that stuff always has the best, like, funnel cakes and stuff at, yeah. at these places. So maybe we just go eat. I don't know. <laughs> but we are going to have a blast. And we would love for you to join us if you are in the area or able to be in the area. Yes. It is right outside of Charlotte. Yes, I'm going to have to text Corvin because I think Corvin lives in the area if I am remembering properly. Also, I'm going to plug Corvin has a new audiobook that came out today. I saw the TikTok you made. Yes. So if you are and and the book is fantastic, by the way. So the book is called Heartless the Heathens, and it's by Santana Knox, who's a fantastic dark romance author. Yes. Um, and as we know, Corden King is a friend of the podcast, so we want to support him. Also, he's got a great voice, so brace yourselves, everybody. I'm going to play you a little bit of Corbin King doing Heartless Heathens by Santana Knox. I'm the bad guy. Can you call out God's name one more time while I'm between? 
I'm going to ask him if he can just send me a clip and we'll see if we can insert it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the end. I don't know who else to try to do it. Um, you can always go listen to it on TikTok. But it's fantastic. And it just came out today, June 16th, when we're recording. So I don't know if what else to say about this episode. So why don't we do Krinar Captive then? Because that's what the Patreon picked, right? Who was that by? Was that Anna's heirs? I think so. Yeah, it is Anna's heirs. And I think from what I remember, that's pretty short. Like it's not very long. It's a, and it's a standalone, because the other Krinar series that I do want to do eventually, it's a, I think it's a three book series because Anna Anna's a big three booker. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, and at some point we've got to come back to Peter. We got to do Peter. Yes. Um, our patron Zoe is the one who picked this one. All right, Zoe. You get what you want. And uh, not going to lie, so am I. So I'm very excited. <laughs> I told her when she picked it, I was like, Nat is going to be so thrilled. I'm very thankful for your choice. Who would have thought Nat likes Anna's heirs? <laughs> I would never have figured that out. However, I think this is going to be a great little tiptoe into the Krinar world for our readers who or, or listeners both because they read and listen hopefully because if you don't read you probably lost um but this is one of my favorite kind of worlds by Anna Zares. it's this alien world where the aliens come down and invade the earth very peacefully but they're also extremely attractive extremely um hard and uh they have this like faded mates situation Ooh. where yeah it's they they have faded mates between each other right the crinar can have babies together but also because we are descendants of the crinar we're all they they made the earth kind of as a science experiment um which is why we look like them but a less hot version of them <laughs> because they're perfect um and they're like they're almost like superman you know what i mean like superman came from out of space and he's like perfect and tall and fast and like they have all these powers the same um but they also have they can have human fated mates so once a crinar gets his eyes on you and decides you're his fated mate it's over <laughs> doesn't matter what you say baby i can't wait I am so excited. So please read The Krinner Captive by Anna Zares and join us next week. Thank you for hanging out with us and we will see you next time. Oh, we didn't do palate cleansers. Oh, let's do palate cleansers. Okay. Hey, Tori, do you have any palate cleansers for me today? I just read a dark omega verse um it's the wolf verse um series by sam hall and mm -hmm. the book is called forbidden fruit and it was absolutely mind-blowing not for what you're thinking 
I mean, oh. the sex was hot because Sam always, she knows how it's done. But the depth of feeling that the character has and the trauma responses that she has, it all just, it it hit me really hard in the feels. Mm-hmm. All the feels. Um, and it was, it was great. And she's got the next one coming out, Running on Empty, which will be out on the 18th. And they're standalone series. They're white shoes. Mm-hmm. And she's got a non-dark books that are set in the same world. But I had a lot of fun with that one. Sounds like something that Trigger Tribe would enjoy. Yeah. So I'm going to go on brand here. And uh, on brand, but also a little off brand. Um, I have been obsessed with a band recently. So I'm going to tell you about them. Because okay. they're a British rock band from London. <laughs> so it kind of is on theme for today's episode. Um, it's called. They're called Sleep Token. They're they're really good, and I've been binging their music for the last three weeks. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, they're like exactly what I want in music. They're like hard, but you can hear the like. I I like really. I like heavy metal, right? So it's heavy metal, but very melodic at the same time, okay. and um. The guy's voice is incredible. Also, they wear masks, so that's hot to look at. It's nice. <laughs> the, the it's one of those like where you don't know what they actually look like, you know. But they they just you just see this like tattooed body and a mask, and I'm I'm all I'm all for it. So also, they have a song called "Mine." Well, that is right up your alley. Yes. <laughs> Uh, their new album just came out, and it's really, really good. Um, and it's the summoning is the s- song you should definitely listen to because it's baby making music. The end. If if I were to make a baby, that is the music I would play. Awesome. All right, so that is our episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We hope that you enjoyed. Please read. Um, the Crinar's Captive by Anna's Ears for next week. And we will see you next time. Oh, I do have one more thing I want to add. (laughs) Okay. Just to throw that out there. Next week's book was picked by one of our Sinful Deviant patrons. Yes, thank you. So if you want to have input and pick an episode for us to read, please check out our Patreon. The links are going to be in the show notes. And please don't forget to rate and review on whichever, you know, platform you listen to us. It really helps our uh, podcast be shown to more people who might like it. Um, Thank you, Zoe Blake, for inviting us to uh, the conference. This is a Zoe episode. And thank you, Zoe, the patron, for picking the Krenar captive. Have a great week, everybody. Take care. Bye.